Coming up on We Talk News This Week, TV history is made when outgoing late-night TV host Conan O'Brien loses his weed virginity with Seth Rogen on one of those last shows that Conan will do. Plus, L.A. Lakers rookie Alex Caruso gets busted for stupidity at a Texas airport for carrying his personal stash and grinder on board. Plus, it's official. Weed is legal in Connecticut after Governor Ned Lamont signs that bill. Is Rhode Island the next New England state to follow? On We Talk News, next. Pro-cannabis media programming and PCM-TV is supported by Revolutionary Clinics, Massachusetts' number one medical dispensary where the patient comes first. And by Salient Systems for Video Surveillance. You've got regulations, Salient has solutions for your security needs. And by Accounting Buds, your number one CPA specialist for the cannabis industry. And by Artery Pay, easy, cheap, fun, and legal, just like cannabis should be. We are Pro Cannabis Media. Hi, everyone. Happy summer. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media with this week's roundup of cannabis news from around the country and the world. We've got seven reports from different states coast to coast this week, and we will start with television late night history being made during Conan O'Brien's last week of shows on TBS. He's moving on to another venture on HBO Max. And sure enough, on that show, Conan O'Brien took his first hit of cannabis live on TV. Passed it back to Seth Rogen and then over to co-host Andy Richter. This is the end of an 11-year run for Conan O'Brien on TBS and that video has already been seen by 1.7 million people on YouTube and it's had 56,000 likes. I can't understand this but there are how many thumbs down? 902 thumbs down. What's up with that? O'Brien's last show was on Thursday night, the 24th. Now, that's not the only story out of California this week. L.A. Lakers rookie Alex Caruso got busted in a Texas airport for carrying on his personal stash and weed toys. That weed toy was a flower grinder with residue in it. He was arrested for drug possession and released on a $4,200 bond. Obviously, Caruso is more embarrassed than anything about his faux pas, but it should come as no surprise that professional basketball players have had a long history with the cannabis plant. Now, after talking with Celtics legend Paul Pierce earlier this week, the conversation with Dave Briggs interviews The Glove, Gary Payton next week, and he too has his own cannabis story. I smoked a little bit in high school, well, a lot in high school, and then all of a sudden, I go to the pro, I go to college. Uh, people don't know I got in trouble for, for smoking in college. You know, I almost got kicked out. Uh, um, um, Ralph Miller, who was a, a strict coach, almost kicked me out. Then all of a sudden, I, I start thinking about it that I, I need to get better in my life, you know, in my life about basketball. I struggled two years in the pros. That was because I was going out having a great fun, having a lot of fun. And I haven't, I haven't did anything anything smoked or anything ever since and it's not nothing against it it's just my choice 
Now, don't forget to send us your cannabis story and go on to our website at ProCannabisMedia.com to enter and you could win with PCM and with YourStory.com. That's your story with an I. Now, you could win a great childproof and smell-proof story container for the cannabis connoisseur in your life, or you could just keep it for yourself. With one stroke of a pen, however, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont has finally signed the Cannabis Adult Use Legalization Bill for that state. Now, Connecticut residents can have 1.5 ounces on their person and another five ounces locked up in the trunk, perhaps in a story container, and you won't be arrested for possession. Sales are scheduled to begin in about one year. Meanwhile, sales continue here in Massachusetts, but now you can get your legal weed delivered to your house, and you will even have a choice of companies to do that. Here's our Massachusetts reporter, Ron Marshallsey, with that story. I'm Ron Marshallsey with the Massachusetts Cannabis Report for Weed Talk News. Have you ever wanted to open a weed delivery service? Now you can in Massachusetts. This week, applications for cannabis delivery licenses were open and over 90 have already filed. Of that group, 31 permit applications were submitted to regulators. The executive director of the Cannabis Control Commission, Sean Collins, was quoted as saying, it's really exciting to see this pent up demand that we thought was there as a hypothetical is really coming true. The permits are so far only available to qualified social equity or economic empowerment program applicants and not the general public. This delivery license opportunity was created in order to give those most impacted by the failed war on drugs a chance to get in the cannabis business. In other news this week, Julie Frades, wife of Boston College baseball star Pete Frades, and Boston Marathon bombing survivor Michelle LaRoe have endorsed Curaleaf, a Massachusetts-based cannabis company. Their endorsement is an attempt to help normalize cannabis use by sharing their stories. Julie Frady said she has seen firsthand the benefits of cannabis after it helped not just her, but her husband Pete's anxiety while battling ALS. LaRoe said she had developed severe anxiety as well as many triggers after being hit with bomb shrapnel and going through eight surgeries after the marathon attack. Both women will be using their stories to help promote Cure Leaf's iCannabis campaign, which is, quote, aimed to further normalize and humanize cannabis while encouraging people to use the plant with confidence, not fear, end quote. Cure Leaf Northeast President Patrick Janssen said the campaign is all about the personal stories of everyday people and their relationship with cannabis, and he hopes that others can benefit from hearing those stories. Finally, some dispensaries in Massachusetts are expecting an increase in sales thanks to a new bill Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont signed into law. This bill legalizes recreational marijuana for anyone over the age of 21 starting July 1st. But seeing as the bill's aim is for sales to start in 2022, that leaves plenty of Connecticut recreational users without a nearby dispensary. This will most likely lead to more and more Connecticut natives making the trip to a bordering Massachusetts dispensary. Holyoke Cannabis Marketing Manager Jacob Black said, quote, Probably at the moment, 35% of our business is out of state because we are so close to the Connecticut border. He added that he expects a substantial boost in sales after July 1st. That's this week's Massachusetts Cannabis Report. For Weed Talk News, I'm Ron Marshall. 
Now that Connecticut has legalized, the next state making progress through their state legislature is Rhode Island. Their adult use bill passed their Senate 29 to 9. So now the next steps there will be to get the House to pass it and then move it along to the governor, Daniel McKee, who is expected to sign it. Now, that won't happen until the fall because our politicians need a summer vacation too. Now let's find out what's going on in the state that was the first in the nation to get their legalization movement through their elected officials. That state is Vermont. Here's the green nurse from the Green Mountain State, Jessie Lynn Dolan. Jessie Lynn. Thanks, Jimmy. I'm Jessie Lynn Dolan from Nurse Grown Organics and Vermont Cannabis Nurses, and this is the We Talk News Vermont Report. Vermontuana is back again hosting their monthly Bud and Brunch events. The first gathering of 2021 will be on June 27th at Third Place Pizzeria in Castleton, where the Green Brothers Band will be performing live. Button Brunch is a private event that brings together the past, present, and future of the cannabis industry at a different cannabis-friendly venue in Vermont each month. Also coming up in September is Vermontuana's third annual Green Finders Invitational Golf Tournament at Lang Farm in Essex. The event will benefit cannabis reform and a targeted campaign to create a cannabis event permit. What event doesn't want a permit for cannabis? What farm in Vermont doesn't want to grow cannabis? An issue facing not just the Vermont cannabis farming community, but all Vermont farms is discrimination. The 148-acre Clemens Family Farm is one of the 0.4% farms in the U.S. that remains African-American owned. The Vermont Humane Rights Commission has found reasonable grounds to believe the Vermont State Police discriminated against Lydia Clemens, a Black woman member. As the Cannabis Control Board continues to meet regularly to form the foundation and rules for the ensuing Vermont adult use retail market, discrimination and social equity amongst farmers will be a hot topic. Last week, the board started to address these issues, hearing from cannabis felon and clean green cannabis inspector, Matt Leonetti, and Mark Hughes from Justice for All Vermont. That's the Vermont Report for Weed Talk News. I'm Vermont's cannabis nurse, Jessie Lynn Dolan. On the Legal Weed Tote Board, the number of legal adult use states in the USA is now up to 19 or so. And I say or so because we count Washington, D.C. and South Dakota, even though South Dakota is challenging their ballot result in their state Supreme Court. Now, the states that have a legal medical program is up to 38 since Mississippi continues to fight the ballot result of that state. But get this. Medical marijuana is banned at the colleges and universities that operate inside those 38 legal states. So let's be honest, historically the college campus has been one of the biggest locations where cannabis is tried and consumed many for the first time. Now some colleges and universities are fearful of losing any of their federal aid, so they are holding their federal law as their guiding force for regulations, despite operating inside a legal state environment. What a mess. In 1989, 10 years after I graduated from Tufts, the Federal Drug-Free Schools and Communities Act required higher education to ban all illicit substances on school grounds or forfeit federal funding. You know how much has been sent? Actually, do you know how much has been spent in those schools? How about $149 billion? So this is not chump change, people. The sad thing is 
you still hear stories of people losing their lives to underage alcohol drinking while no one has lost their life solely because of overconsumption of cannabis. I think the great state of Michigan gets it right. That's where you'll find Rick Thompson with this week's Michigan Cannabis Report. Rick. This is the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson on Weed Talk News. Let's begin. The Lansing State Journal reports the inaugural 420 Festival is set to launch off in Adato Park within sight of the State Capitol Building on August 13th and 14th. The event was originally planned in 2019 for a 2020 launch, but then, well, you know. But the news is all good. Last year, they had no intention of allowing cannabis consumption within the public park. But this year, it's a big yes for 420 at the 420 Festival. Organizer Dan Doyle said there'll be the Hot Box Lounge, which is a tent in the middle of the public park where blazers can create ashes all day long. Sounds crazy, right? Who gave permission for that? Well, the city of Lansing and the Michigan Marijuana Regulatory Agency, that's who. It'll be a Michigan-regulated cannabis market first. You know, we did this many times in the gray market days, but we never asked permission. Cannabis sales figures for May are in. And here in Michigan, we sold $148 million and change in the regulated market. Sounds good. But it's a 3% dip in sales from April, despite May having an extra day. But that's to be expected. April has the 420 holiday and hash bash, too. So every April sales will be greater than trends would indicate. Medical cannabis sales are $44.5 million, which is down about 1.5% from last year. Rec sales are at 104.4 million, down about a single point from April's rec sales. But flour continues to dominate the market in sales, with flour and trim making up about 58% of the rec market in total. Wholesale prices for cannabis are down 48% from last year's tally. A wholesale pound is about $3,500 in the rec market. The 2021 total for cannabis sold in the regulated marketplace is $662 million. That puts Michigan on pace to hit $1.5 billion in sales this year. And no news for Michigan's cannabis scene would be complete without an update on that caregiver rights controversy. Remember, the Michigan Cannabis Manufacturers Association has set their sights on slashing the state's 12-year-old caregiver program in a desperate attempt to bring more customers into their corporate retail establishments. A social media rally on Monday gathered support from hundreds of people who said loudly they support no changes to the caregiver regulations. On Wednesday, a similar effort targeting businesses as nearly 100 businesses signing on to a pledge to not support those MCMA proposed changes. The Michigan legislature goes on summer break after today's session. We expect the MCMA to work in the shadows until after the break is over in September. Then, let the games begin. And that's it for the Michigan Report with Rick Thompson on Weed Talk News. In Washington, D.C., the Supreme Court once again passes on ruling on the challenge to the 280E tax law. You know, that's the clause that allows businesses to write off business expenses unless, of course, you're a cannabis company. Now, this might be the end of the road for that kind of a challenge, and that means that the best chance for cannabis advocates now for any kind of federal reform will be in the Senate. But that seems to be the place where all governance and progressive measures goes to die. Needless to say, I'm not too confident about the current political climate in our nation's capital.
Here's Vote Pro Podcast Phil Adams with the DC Report. Phil? Hi, I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast, here with the Weed Talk News DC Report. House Democrats approved their version of the 2022 Appropriations Bill, which would end the ban on cannabis sales in DC. Setting up a potential showdown with the Biden administration, the House Financial Services and General Government Subcommittee excluded from the budget bill a rider barring the District of Columbia from using tax dollars to implement legal cannabis sales. President Biden wants to maintain the ban, which was originally added when Republicans controlled the House. DC Mayor Muriel Bowser said in April that the District Council is prepared to move forward with recreational marijuana sales once they, quote, get Congress out of the way. DC voters legalized cannabis possession and home cultivation in 2014. A representative from the Department of Veterans Affairs told senators this week that the Biden administration remains opposed to the VA Medical Cannabis Research Act. In a hearing of the Veterans Affairs Committee, lawmakers discussed the bill requiring the VA to conduct clinical trials into the therapeutic potential of marijuana for military veterans. Mark Upton, acting deputy undersecretary of health for community care, told the committee that the VA considers the proposed legislation unnecessary because the agency is, quote, already dedicating resources to study the effects of cannabis on conditions affecting veterans. A 2020 Trump appointee, Upton continues to serve under Joe Biden. The United Nations is urging a global ban on cannabis advertising. In its 2021 World Drug Report, the UN Office of Drugs and Crime said young people continue to underestimate the dangers of cannabis as legalization movements continue to ramp up worldwide. The report says, quote, a comprehensive ban on advertising, promoting, and sponsoring cannabis would ensure that the public health interests prevail over business interests. Many legal reform advocates see this as a tacit acknowledgement that widespread legalization of cannabis is inevitable. Steve Rolls, senior policy analyst for the Transform Drug Policy Foundation, said the move shows the UN realizes, quote, the game is up. They aren't going to turn back the tide. While the UN has no authority to enforce such a ban, proponents view it as simply a policy recommendation that jurisdictions can either implement or ignore. That's the Weed Talk News DC report for this week. I'm Phil Adams from Vote Pro Podcast. New Jersey continues to move forward with their setup of their legal cannabis industry, but it's a slow process. The biggest hurdle is getting approval for retail storefronts in local communities. Here's our New Jersey report from the Blazin Bakery's Tiramisu Sargenti. I'm Tiramisu from Blazin Bakery, and this is the New Jersey report for Weed Talk News. Democratic Assemblyman Christopher Tully introduced a bill on Monday, A5921, that would grant an additional 60 days for townships to decide whether they want to opt in or out of adult use cannabis sales. This is a great thing because previously both events, the CRC releasing their regulations and townships having to decide their ordinance, both occurred on August 21st. This did not allow towns to take into consideration the new regulations when they are crafting their ordinances. As a result, many towns were opting out as a safety, and now they will be able to make better informed decisions. 
Clinton Township Mayor Janice Kovac, who is also the president of the League of Municipalities, the organization which was promoting opt-out clauses, said, We didn't ask for the bill, but would be supportive of any extension that would give the towns the opportunity to continue to review. However, rather than set a time frame, an extension past the introduction of the rules would be ideal. Since the regulations are still due August 21st, it seems that for now, that is exactly what we're getting. My name's Tara Masu, and this has been the New Jersey Report for Weed Talk News. Canada continues to set single month sales records, and in April, they did it again. 309 million Canadian dollars was generated throughout that country, with Ontario and British Columbia leading the way. Now it's time for the movers and shakers on Wall Street. The biggest cannabis companies in the world continue to make news all the time. And that's why we look forward to hearing from the Green Market Report's Deborah Borchardt. Deborah? This is the Weed Talk News business update from the Green Market Report. The Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission fined both Tilt Holdings and Air Strategies last week for over $200,000 each. As both companies try to resolve issues, each blamed on previous management. However, they both reached settlements and that will allow each of them to move forward with plans in the state. Canopy Growth completed its acquisition of the Supreme Cannabis Company in a deal valued at $435 million. Alimentation Couchard, the owners of Circle K, exercised warrants to acquire over 10 million shares of Fire and Flower. Circle K basically now owns 20% of a cannabis company. Australis Capital announced that it is changing its name to Audacious Brands. The company's ticker symbol will remain AUSA on the CSE and AUSAF on the OTC. The company said it will consolidate its brands under the new Audacious banner, and they intend to launch new additional lines. And this has been your business update from the Green Market Report. One more stop on the cannabis state-by-state roundup. It's in the Midwest, and it's in Illinois. That's where unionization of the cannabis workforce continues to grow, and it's where we find Margo Vaselli. Margo? I'm Margo Vaselli from Margawana with this week's We Talk News Report from Illinois. In this developing story here in Illinois, we're now currently waiting for the governor to sign off on this new cannabis bill. Many experts are indicating that the governor will not sign off on this bill until after the 4th of July. Reason being is that the former application appointing company, KPMG, is still in the process of recalculating their point system. In the meantime, these applicants are still having to pay on their leases and their employees in order to keep their applications in good status. That's the Illinois Report. I'm Margo Vaselli for We Talk News. And finally tonight, as the great Humphrey Bogart used to say, you played it for her, you can play it for me, Sam. Play as time goes by. That line was from a great black and white classic movie called Casablanca. The movie's title was set in a city in Morocco by that same name. And soon you might be able to sell, buy and grow weed in Casablanca and the rest of Morocco. Parliament approval is expected this month to open up a legal cannabis industry in that North African country. Unless of course, they bogart that opportunity. Could resist. That's Weed Talk News for this week. I'm Jimmy Young from Pro Cannabis Media. Remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. 
Weed Talk and In the Weeds are two productions of pro-cannabis media supported by Revolutionary Clinics, one of the top medical cannabis dispensaries in the Massachusetts area, now with three locations in Greater Boston, two in Cambridge, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Rev Clinics has a patient-first mission. They will customize your needs as a medical patient with the proper titration and combination of strains, flavors, and products. Rev Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi, I'm Ben Shower, New England rep for Salient Video Management Systems. Let me tell you what makes us different in the security space. We're your trusted advisors for all your security needs. I know how complicated the regulations are in cannabis, and working with Salient Systems will be the polar opposite of that. I give free consultations and will walk you through every step of the process so that you can get what you need at the price you can afford. We're robust, we're simple and scalable. We're Salient Systems, your solutions to all your security needs. Please contact me at the information below and I'm looking forward to being your trusted advisor. Cannabis Media Programming is available live and on demand on our Facebook page at ProCanna Media, on Instagram at ProCannabis Media, on LinkedIn also at ProCannabis Media, on YouTube and YouTube Live on ProCannabis Media, Twitter at ProCanna Media, and on twitch.tv backslash ProCannabis Media. So like, share, and subscribe to all of our content, newsletters, and shows live or on demand. We are Pro Cannabis Media.